0: Hi everyone, I'm Fabio and this is Captico Talks, a podcast where I talk with creative entrepreneurs and explore their successes and failures, fears and ambitions, and what they've learned in the journey of making their ideas come to life. Captico is a platform that connects video creators with translators of all kinds, to give your videos new audiences, independently of the language you speak or where you live. Something that remote companies don't suffer from. The ability to create new ideas not bound to a particular location has always fascinated me. I've always been curious to understand how they work from the inside, how does work happen, how relationships evolve, how to manage creativity, something that depends on deep focus, meaningful relationships and deep connections. And that's why today I'm talking with Anna Ferreira, who knows a ton about this. Anna is the head of design at Doist, the full-fledged remote company behind the productivity tools Todoist and Twist, and a company that has one of my favorite blogs on the internet called Ambition and Balance. Check it out. We sat down in a very sunny afternoon in Porto where Anna works from to talk about managing creative teams remotely, mental health, successes and failures of building a remote company, and much, much more. Let's listen in. Anna, uh, I'm very, very grateful that you're, you take the time to, to do this. And I'd like to ask you like a really interesting question that I think is interesting because I'm, I'm really interested about successes and failures. And how does that lead to a product or lead to a change in the system or something like that? So one of the things that I'm really interested to understand is what's the most challenging thing on on managing a remote team and managing a creative team uh, on a remote company?
1: First of all, thank you for inviting me to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a pleasure. It's my first podcast, so
0: thank you. Thank you very much, Anna. (laughs) Um,
1: So anything I do wrong, please forgive me. So... um, I think the biggest challenge is that it can also be considered a challenge, but it can also be a benefit of working remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's challenging because you can't just get up and do a brainstorm session, uh, especially in Duist we work with um, all over the world. So we, you can maybe are alone in the time zone that you are working on. So you can't even schedule a call for... Your morning because all other designers are sleeping while you are working, or something like that. So, you always need to have something else to do, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, if you are um, working on something, you always have a different task and you can switch to the other task if you really are blocked or something. I think that's one of the biggest things feedback. Uh, Because you can't get it from one moment to the other. You can't get up and ask someone, hey, what do you think of this? You always need to have some feedback. That can also be an advantage because it allows you to be really direct on the kind of feedback that you are looking for Mm -hmm. when you share something. Like uh, you share a prototype and you say, I'm looking feedback for this, this, and this, and this. And people will answer exactly to the things that you are looking for they may say something else but mm-hmm. they will try to be really careful on the feedback that they are giving you um, at the same time it also allows the person that is giving feedback to actually take the time and reply when they are ready to because maybe they were in the middle of something they don't want to reply right now so they will t- they will just look at your mock-up if you're in the same room and say yeah yeah, yeah it's perfect mm-hmm. but if you have the time, maybe you will reply only in the end of your day and you actually take half an hour, one hour to come to really come and think that you are looking for. So it takes some time uh, getting used to it, uh, managing uh-huh. or designing, and I also got that feedback from almost all newcomers to the team, especially the ones that are not so used to remote work. And But, yeah, but Brilliant. you get used to it.
0: How did you guys, like... Um, got into discovering that you could do produce terms online and was that like, there was any trial and error, I'm, I'm assuming? Um,
1: yeah, of course. Uh, so, I will get, take a step back uh-huh. and tell you more or less how the okay. company started, oh, maybe no. that makes sense. Cool. So, Doist uh, started actually with the product, Todoist, um, and it was a personal project from the founder, Amir. Uh-huh. He was still in university, and he also had some freelance um, work that he needed to take care of. And he tried to look online for some platform that could help him, but he wasn't able to find anything that fit all his needs. Mm -hmm. So he decided to create one, uh, (laughs) and he created Todoist. And because he was writing it on the web, he made it available for everyone so everyone could use it. Uh, And it got traction, because Amir also was uh, known in the GitHub community and things like that. And it was, people started using it. Uh, Then he went to Taiwan to work on other things. Then he went to Chile to work. um, And he actually went to Chile with a product related to Todoist, which was called WeDoist, which was to work together. But this was part of the Startup Chile program the government was uh, giving money to companies to help them um, develop a product and spend the money in their own um, country. Mm -hmm. And Amir was there with that Todoist product related, (laughs) but he actually ended up working on Todoist and not on the other product. And this was when the mobile apps were starting to grow and he actually realized the importance of mobile apps in that moment. So... Todoist was on the web in that time, but that's when it started to becoming mobile as well. Was this like around 2008? Yeah, exactly. Okay. 2009, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, so that's when Todoist started to become a company because Amir couldn't do anything, everything by himself. So he started to hire hiring freelance um, workers on Elance or something like that. And uh, those eventually actually became the first employees of Duist some years later. So, yeah, this is how the company um, worked. And it didn't start as with the intention of becoming a remote company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just couldn't find the good enough people in um, Chile. So we started looking outside Chile. And he started uh, contacting us freelancers and then they got hired. So the company just grew uh, from there. But yeah, so the idea was never to create a remote company. Okay.
0: That's interesting because um, you guys seem to be like kind of evangelists of the remote
1: work. And we are. And now we certainly don't want to get back. But initially it wasn't like, oh, let's do a remote company. No, we just... Uh, it started that way. Uh, it started organi- organically that way, and now we really see the advantages on mm-hmm. all that. You can be with your friends, you can be with your family, and you still work and you work on things that you actually like, and you don't need to move across the world to work on projects you believe yeah. in. So.
0: And when 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 Amir uh, contacted you, like to be. I'll say, designer or manager. Designer,
1: designer. yeah. <laughs> I was actually one, the first designer to be hired for Duist. Uh-huh. Uh, before that, he only had some contractors, and, but he was looking for someone that could be available full-time or <laughs> part-time because I started working part-time. Uh, and uh, it was actually friends of friends, and I knew that uh, they needed a um, designer. Mm-hmm. So I got interviewed... You already knew my work because when you was in Startup Chile, some other co-workers of mine worked there as were there as well. So it was a pretty simple thing. And uh-huh. yeah, I got hired.
0: And how, how was like the... Because now you are a manager and you are a head of, of design and product yeah. at Lewis, right? Yeah. So how was your progress into becoming coming from a design role? Which is more like focused on the day-to-day tasks, I would say, and then moving to a a broader spectrum. So,
1: um, yeah, I was the first designer, I joined more or less at the same time as another designer Mm. who was no longer working with us, Uh, and we were both designers, both at the same level, and um, eventually uh, he left, we hired Mm. more designers, and when we were four or something, I was already doing more or less the management stuff. I would schedule meetings, doing the um, assigning or trying to organize who would work on what and things like Mm -hmm. that. But it was it wasn't something I planned to do or anything. It just I was there for longer. So I ended up doing most of that work without even thinking about it. But yeah, and then I got promoted, I don't know uh, (laughs) how many years ago or anything, maybe four, three, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, and I became the head. So uh, I still, until very recently, still did all kinds of work and I still got my hands dirty in everything. Uh, Lately, I've been realizing that, that also uh, Blocks some other things because I have meetings, more meetings than <laughs> some other persons, for example. So I need to. Um, I could block someone, or someone else's work. So I'm no longer working on things that have super tight deadlines. Okay. I still work on design, um, but nothing with short deadlines or super important that will mm-hmm. block someone else's mm-hmm. work. So yeah, that's that's, that's really more interesting. Or
0: less it. I always thought that you were for instance, when I. <laughs> Read, read your articles and read the Doist, you become from a management um, side of things, but it come, It seems like you come from a design side of things. Yeah, yeah That's really, really interesting.
1: Everyone in Doist um, started more or less like that. Uh-huh. So until end of last year, Amir was still coding. <laughs> uh, he's the founder. So Gonzalo is the CTO, and he was previously head of Android, and even though um, now he's the CTO, he still c- codes a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. He's helping doing some twist things and is helping doing lots of things. So uh, we are all doers, um, so we still all do things <laughs> and not just manage. That's and so, so... we also really like that um, chance of uh-huh. still being able to do, to do things.
0: And while well, like, well, you come from a design background, and I'm really interested in, to dig into that because I do a little bit of design as well, um, what were like, your biggest challenges in coming from a design and changing it to a management perspective? It's like, was there anything that you had to change in terms of like, your mindset?
1: or um, Especially your mindset. You realize that the contribution you give to the team is not exactly what you design, uh-huh. but uh, everything that the team itself does and maybe your contribution for a new feature is just feedback or mm, okay. it's just unblocking stuff and you don't actually design anything. <laughs> and this is really strange from a design mm-hmm. uh, perspective That's nice.
0: That's because... Nice. For me, I'm more interested in doing it rather than... Exactly. Sometimes like, I, I say uh, progress is just what I do rather than the feedback I give and it doesn't seem like like
1: that. For you, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's really interesting. And how like... I think that this is really the major shift uh-huh. that uh, we need to go to go through uh, from going from a doer, uh, individual contributor oh. position into. Sounds a more about that. that's more leading. Um, so you're saying that it's shifting the mindset behind everything that you are doing.
0: So you're saying that it's 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 not only the tasks that you do, like yeah. the to-do lists that you have.
1: Yeah, exactly. But also
0: giving feedback and um, being a good teammate. Is that part of... Uh...
1: Yeah, uh, you need to be able to give more feedback than if you're outside, probably. Mm-hmm. And um, you need to shift, actually, the mindset at which you look at things. You're not just working for yourself, but for your entire company or for your entire team. Um, so, yeah.
0: And how do you think that? I'll say like I'll I'll just do this kind of comparison all the time, doing physical management and remote management. So just so that we have like a separate. Yeah. I don't know if they are separate or not. You can tell me more <laughs> about that. Um, so I was interested to understand if if the physical management, the one that you are in the office and doing managing all these people, is different from remote, and how do they differ?
1: I never manage. Okay. In the- in like in local settings, uh-huh. so I have no idea how it works. Uh, my idea from everything is that uh, people tend to be much more controlling uh, in a certain way. Uh, they are much more on top of everything and on a remote setting you actually need to trust that the person will deliver and give them freedom uh, to be able to do those kind of things without mm-hmm. someone looking over your shoulder because... Uh, At Tuist, the employees are expected to work 40 hours a week, Mm -hmm. but we don't use any kind of software to control if they are working (laughs) or not. We don't know because we are not seeing them. Many of them are working alone from their houses. So uh, we trust that people actually do this and we evaluate the performance and the outcome of the things that they are doing and not so much the hours that they are working on. So, yeah, you just trust. That's really
0: cool. Uh, and the reason I asked this question was just trying to understand, like, if there's a way of that you guys manage, like, relationships. How do you guys manage relationships in a remote company? Because on a physical company, you have, like, these tribal kind of things that happen and you, nobody knows how, how they happen. Like, uh, there's a flock of friends or uh, there's this friend that doesn't like this friend. How do you guys manage this online?
1: <laughs> well, for one thing, maybe US, you have less... Uh, um, drama (laughs) because you are remote so that can be uh, considered an advantage Uh but um, one of the things that we do and this is because we learn and we got feedback from new new members in the team uh, across the entire company Mm -hmm. is that when you join Doist you get paid trip you get a mentor first Uh, you get a mentor for the first three months that you're in the company and that mentor is responsible to be always there for you to Mm -hmm. help you with whatever you need, uh, checking in. Um, Not that everyone else wants to do it but it's always comfortable for the person that joins the team to have someone they can trust implicitly because Mm -hmm. they are there to help them. And uh, the newcomer has a paid trip to visit mentor during the first month's Ideally, the first week. Usually, this doesn't happen, but during the first month is of the the of the work, for two, one, two weeks, mm-hmm. and they just work from the same place. And it can be a co-working space. <laughs> it can be an office. <laughs> then can be coffee shops, whatever. And the idea is that uh, for the newcomer to develop a personal uh, relationship uh-huh. with someone, because. Uh, we know that it can be lonely to work remotely, especially in the first days. You know no one. You just see names and avatars in Twist, and you don't know exactly who they mm. who they are. So this is how we try to start the relationships be- between people. Then we also have a yearly retreat with everyone from the company. Uh, we went to Menorca, Iceland, Greece, Chile, and Azores <laughs> uh, in the last uh, in the last month. <laughs> so um, we fly everyone there, we spend a week working together, uh, high-level stuff, we walk around the place we are visiting. And... Is that how
0: you keep like, the relationships healthy?
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, I've been working in Duis for seven years now, maybe. The first retreat that we had, it was three years ago, or four. I don't remember. But yeah, How many people like were like, in the first one? Uh, compared in the first to this one? one, we were about 20. 20. Uh, and this year, we were 60-something. Okay. So it increased a lot. But um, the main difference is that after the first retreat, we felt much more comfortable reaching out to everyone in the company. Mm. And we were already working with them for a couple of years, mostly. But we never saw them. Mm-hmm. Some of them we didn't even sign a video chat because maybe we don't work that closely. Uh-huh. So we just, uh, most of our communication is written. So most of the people we just talk via chat, via yeah. messages, via threads and twists. So, yeah. Really cool.
0: And I'm actually really interested in and that's what, like, the numbers keep growing. And at Do is like probably have more clients or there's more. Um, people interested in in your philosophy uh-huh. which I would like to talk a little bit more further um, and I, I, I I'm interesting to understand if um, what are your metrics from for hiring people um, is there any different methods, metrics that you use to 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 hire for doist for example one of the metrics I'm really interested in is mental st- strengthness and because like I think remote work requires a lot of mental strength mm-hmm. strength so that's why I'm curious about that, like if you have different metrics.
1: We have four, uh, five um, skills that we look mm-hmm. for in everyone that works in Duist. Uh, and yes, they are there also because we are remote. Mm-hmm. The mental health or strength is not one of them. We look, we look for independence. Uh, so people need to because they don't have anyone with you. People need to be independent and work mm-hmm. um, on their own. They really need to know, take ownership of stuff and move it forward if needed. Mastery, which I think we all look when we are looking. This is not remote or non-remote. Communication, because uh, communication is a huge deal for us. We work remotely, uh-huh. so communication becomes even even... Um, Bigger deal. Balance, because we don't want two people to be always working and do anything else outside work. Uh, We believe, uh, and this is the philosophy of the company, that you actually need a work-life balance, if Mm -hmm. this makes sense, because your life is as important as your work. Uh, So you should do other things and impact, do things that actually can impact the company, the clients, and things like that. So... Yeah, basically, this is, these are the five things we look for. Mm-hmm. Our hiring process itself, I think it's a little bit different from mm-hmm. other companies. So um, we post a job ad. Uh, we usually have at least three interviews with th- three different people in the company, people that they will work oh, okay. with um, and that evaluates different skills on the person, mm-hmm. even though we are all looking more or less for the same th- thing. So, for example, for the last designer that we hired, um, I was the first interviewer. Uh, After the first interview, uh, we would decide if they uh, were good enough to um, pass to the test project. We always Mm. do a test project because we also want to see how people work um, outside their uh, (laughs) own environment (laughs) or work alone. This is super important for us. And... Based on the test project, you would move forward to the next interview, Mm -hmm. which was, in this case, with another designer, Alex, a product designer, and you would review the project with him. So I would evaluate the culture fit and everything, and also a little bit of the design skills, and if you matched everything, like reviewing previous... um, Uh, works that he had done or something or she has done Um, so the um, and Alex would then discuss the project itself that it was done Mm -hmm. so from there we could get explanations from why something was that way what was missing because Mm -hmm. we are usually give a small time frame to do this project so uh, maybe 16 hours it's not that long designers always need to do some compromises so it's always interesting also to know where they compromise mm-hmm. and where and why and uh, after the last interview if alex thinks it's okay to move forward you will have another interview with the city hall the ceo <laughs> or the CO that it will do a final evaluation and only if all three agree in hiring yeah that the person will be hired okay so uh, if someone has doubts, the person will not be hired. Mm-hmm. And even uh, after the hiring process, we always have a three months trial period. Mm-hmm. And this is for both the employer and yeah. <laughs> the employee yeah. because uh, it goes. It's a great, great uh, safe net for everyone mm-hmm. because yeah, remote work, especially, is much different. Sometimes the people don't adapt. remote work uh, we don't look exactly for someone that has experience in remote work so of course if the person has side projects we already know that she can become Mm -hmm. motivated working alone and things like that but it's always like um, it's always you never are sure if the person will actually be mm -hmm. working uh, the best way she can with us. Some people does doesn't adapt to remote work. Is, also, some...
0: is that also a challenge? Like remote can be like something good, but it can also have its challenges. It,
1: it can. It can be really lonely because you are alone. You don't. Maybe you spend your whole day uh, working <laughs> from home. You don't even leave your apartment. So it can be super challenging, and you don't get feedback you're looking for in the exact moment mm-hmm. that you want to. That can also be a challenge. So, yeah, uh, not everything when people think about remote work, most of the times they think about mojitos at the beach. Yes, yes. And <laughs> this is not remote work. Uh, I think we only had one coworker that actually spent a lot great lots of time traveling. He's now in in his house. So, because he was missing his family and all the um, everything else because Uh, everyone else in the company just lives Uh in their city, either the one that they were born in or the one that they choose to live, and they have a life there and they just work normally. uh, But uh, in a remote uh company, they don't need to go from Mm. one place to the other, they just work.
0: I'm actually really interested because you mentioned that people think that remote is just mojitos and beach. And why do you think that this happens? I don't know, I'm just curious to understand why I think it's that.
1: also a bit like la- because of social media and uh-huh. things like that. So usually uh, social media just... You just show the good part of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you go to Instagram and you post your photograph of you remotely working in the <laughs> beach mm-hmm. in Bali or something like that. But this is just... Yeah, maybe you do that for one month or one week, but then you return... For instance, two years ago, uh, me and two friends of mine here from the office, we were traveling in Japan and Taiwan. And we were still working and we Uh could post amazingly pictures if you (laughs) want to like the laptop in an amazing setting. But that was like one month in the six months, (laughs) in the six years I work here. So uh, you can do it, but most of, and you show it if you Mm -hmm. want. But that's not the reality for most remote
0: workers. So it's it's usually like probably a little bit of the opposite. So you are sometimes alone.
1: Sometimes you are alone.
0: Sometimes you don't get
1: feedback. (laughs) Yes. It's just like, oh, I need some feedback. Yeah, then I will work on something else because Uh this one is blocked because I can't talk with someone right now. Uh, For example, the design team uh, in Duist, uh, we have... colleagues in Taiwan. That's Mm -hmm. actually one of the reasons me and my friends, we went to Taiwan (laughs) to visit them. So, one illustrator and one marketing designer is there. Then we have uh, two in the UK. One is original from Greece and he moved to the UK recently. Mm -hmm. They are not in London, they are in smaller cities. Um, We have uh, Margarida, which is another illustrator in Aveiro. Okay. So, in Portugal. And... Uh, we have Alex, which is in Nuremberg, and we have Ben, which is from Luxembourg, but is currently traveling. Uh-huh. So he was already in Portugal, now he's in the UK, and then he'll go to Bali, actually, but just for <laughs> vacations. So the time differences um The time differences uh, for people in Europe are pretty small, uh, one hour, two hours. Uh-huh. But uh, from, to Taiwan, is like eight hours. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just get used to that. And sometimes we need something from there, but uh-huh. we need to wait. And, for instance, if you're working on uh, marketing pages and you need uh, the feedback from the marketing head, you will need to wait to Seattle time <laughs> because she's there. So, yeah, you just really get used to wait. And that's why you have lots of... Hmm. Um, that's really you, cool. You always have more than one project at hand hmm. because... Uh, you, post, you post something, you ask for feedback, and then you go on working on other things
0: yeah. while you're waiting so for feedback. That just reminds me of, of the great article you wrote for Envision yeah. um, about managing remote teams. And um, this, like, the structure that you just described, it seems like you guys thought about structure. And the way that you wrote that um, article, actually, there's a pyramid and you structure that so well that it's so easy to talk about things now. Like, yeah. if I want to talk to you about and mention just mm-hmm. one layer of that, of that pyramid, which is what I'm going to do. It's super easy. For example, the layer I'm really interested in is, is mindful meetings. Mm-hmm. This is at the top. I'm, I'm, I'm also thinking about the, the foundation layer, but let's talk about that later. And when you, when you say, like, you have to wait, you have to learn and, and cope with waiting. Yeah. Does that help you with the mindful meetings and, like, I don't know. Tell me more about that, because that's interesting.
1: So uh, we usually try to have as less meetings as possible in the west, um, also because of time zone differences mm-hmm. and everything. But not just because of that, uh, we believe that um, the most um, most of the communication can actually and work in a remote setting should be asynchronously. That's why that's the base layer of the pyramid you mentioned before. (laughs) So um, this is where most of our communication happens. It's written, it's it's using Twist, which is a platform that we created uh, exactly because we are remote and we couldn't find any product that would fit our needs. So we decided to create Twist. And uh, so our meetings are really the last resource of communication. Mm -hmm. And... um, Usually we have as many as little um, recurring meetings as possible. Each team usually has a weekly meeting because it's also nice to see other faces, Mm -hmm. especially if you are remote. (laughs) So uh, this meeting doesn't take long. Uh, It's in morning for Europe, uh, end of the day in Taiwan. We usually have it on Monday mornings, Uh, Europe. And yeah, Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and uh, in this meeting, we discussed the things that we did previously in, in the week um, before, mm-hmm. what we will do that week. If we have anything we need help with, if work is delayed, and we should already postpone things and stuff like that. So we discussed today. Today, and um, we mostly use it as a catch up to see other mm-hmm. person And does
0: that does that um, has an impact on? The, your output, because you seem to be like a very, so you have like a lot of features coming out all the time, Yeah. so I'm actually curious if there's any impact on being um, mindful about your meetings and being like just in different time zones, does, Yeah. does it help with that?
1: Uh, if we were all having meetings, our days wouldn't be so productive, mm-hmm. uh, in do we believe in deep work, so yeah. Uh... Each one of us should have a couple of hours a day where where they can just focus and not communicate with Uh Uh, others. Some days it's easier to do that than others. For example, today it wasn't a good (laughs) day. I was just replying to stuff all day. But um, in order to be be able to do this, you can't be disturbed by everything Mm -hmm. or everything. Mm -hmm. That's... One of the reasons why we tried Slack and we dropped Slack was because you never actually got deep work time or offline time. You would always, even when it was your weekend already or it was still your weekend and people were already working uh, in other time zones or when it was your night, you were still always checking Slack because you were afraid of missing something. You were missing the correct moment to say something. Because if something was discussed while we were sleeping, probably you wouldn't, after I don't know how many comments, you wouldn't go back and revive a conversation yeah, before. Yeah. And this is why we stopped using Slack and started using um That's really
0: crazy because it just reminds me of, of the article <laughs> we were just talking in the beginning, um, which was like, is Slack ruining your life? this was just this article on Vox that it's making the rounds around the, round, the For delay. us it was. Yeah.
1: Um, I can see it working better in a non-remote setting with, or in remote settings while where you force everyone to work in your time zone yeah. or things like that. But for yeah. us it was really, really difficult but because even, even we couldn't we, disconnect. Yeah, yeah. We even, couldn't go back on discussions that were ha- we were having previously. There,
0: even so. when I compare it with my experience on working in an office, I'll say that um, this instant messaging platform, like Slack for me is instant messaging. Yes, it's, that's it. Um, I can do that the same in WhatsApp or whatever. Exactly. Now, um, it's like you feel like you are an internal meeting mm-hmm. and it never ends and people are constantly change, changing you. And, constantly. And, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and um, how do you guys like, solve this problem in Doist in or Twist? Or? Uh,
1: so on Twist, which is the platform that you created, uh-huh. Uh, we don't have online indicators for start. Mm. So, you don't know if someone is online or Hazard. not. <laughs> so, <Single and laughs> yeah. Very cool idea. <laughs> uh, and for us, uh, asynchronous communication is the default. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have threads, which is a way that are uh, incorporated inside channels, which is uh, mm-hmm. the way we discuss things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are all organized by topic. So, if we are creating a new landing page we will create a thread for the illustrations another mm-hmm. for the marketing mm-hmm. and the conversation will always respect that topic of course sometimes it will derail a little bit but we okay. will move that to another thread like when we start to derail it's like hey it's time to move this conversation somewhere mm-hmm. else and go back to the previous to the original thoughts <laughs> um, but uh, at, and we also have direct messages
0: okay. but
1: we don't know if people are online and mm-hmm. even if They are, they Mm. may not reply to you, and we are okay with that. One of the things that we actually say when someone is about to start a new conversation with someone, uh, a direct message, we say, hey, this person may be actually working, (laughs) so maybe she won't reply just right away. Just, um, she will will reply when she has time. Mm -hmm. So, it's this kind of smaller things that we try to... A tiny little
0: thing that actually it just made me think that sometimes just for me having a green dot makes me makes people sometimes bully me saying like you are online why are you not doing why this why or... are you not
1: responding to me? Exactly.
0: <laughs> why are you not replying to this and are you replying to another channel and i'm like oh interesting that and you just like you mentioned the online dot it just makes a big difference yeah. like now that i'm thinking back it's really just
1: tell if, me more about if you don't know you can't demand exactly. their
0: attention. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me more, like about the asynchronous uh, communication, because that's the base of the pyramid. Yeah. And uh, when you read more about doist, that's like um, a keyword. It's it's mentioned very 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 many times.
1: Yeah. So uh, of course we le- also learn from past mistakes. Okay. Uh, so I'm curious. Sometimes <laughs> you would have meetings and you wouldn't post the conclusions to everyone. So people would lose the information or they wouldn't know why we were doing something. So we realized that even when we have a meeting, uh, we actually need to post the conclusions from that meeting to everyone else. But we try to reduce the meetings to the minimum because if you need to have a conversation with someone that is in Australia, someone that is in Europe and someone that is in the west coast of the United States, it becomes impossible to find... um, A meeting time that would actually work for everyone without Mm, being the middle of the day or the night. Uh So you become more mindful about when to schedule meetings and when to find other ways of discussing everything that you need to discuss Uh and maybe it will take longer uh, but maybe it will also allow people to actually be thoughtful about the answer that they are giving and not just reply something because they are inside a meeting mm-hmm. and then actually consider the problem and change their minds. So most of the conversations that we have, it's written. We write everything. <laughs> Everyone is welcome to comment. And That's, I know that you guys have like people
0: from around the world, right? Yeah. How many... Countries? Uh, Just to make your life different? We have uh,
1: 30 nationalities right now living okay. in uh, 51, cities. Uh, 51 different cities. That doesn't Amazing. mean dif- that they live in the mm-hmm. place they were born, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And does language play any role on my making ideas go through? Like,
1: uh,
0: sometimes I struggle, for example, yeah. because my native language is Portuguese. Yeah, of course. And when I need to, like, think about how can I explain this better?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so English is our default communication language. Mm -hmm. And um, most of us is not uh, a native speaker, uh, especially marketing uh, as more native speakers, because (laughs) probably they do the marketing. And uh, even though we also support other languages, it starts in English. But uh, for all the other um, positions from... Uh, design to development, um, we are not native speakers, so, of course, we do mistakes, <laughs> and I probably already did many while talking to you, but uh, we learn also how to go through the mistakes, mm-hmm. and the company also has an education perk, which they give us money every month or every year if we need it uh, annually, and... Yeah. Uh, that we can use for any kind of personal improvement. Mm -hmm. And maybe if our English isn't the best one, we can always try to improve it. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the beginning, we were less, um, we required less from people as an English speaker. Uh, Now, because the communication becomes even more and more because the company is growing, we are starting to be more, uh, we require more. But still, uh, we always... Be cool. um, required would that uh-huh, people would uh-huh. still be able to talk and make their points um, yeah, across in English. And, uh, I'm even, interested. Yeah. For example, I'm also Portuguese, so even if I'm interviewing a Portuguese person to join the company, the interview will be in English, because okay. uh, unless it is a support position where we need someone that actually speaks Portuguese, <laughs> which already happened... Um, we will be doing the interviews mm-hmm. in English.
0: And how do you think, like, I'm, I'm interested to like, change gears and talk a little bit more about remote and the perception of remote currently in our living society. And I see that there's a growth into like, remote jobs, into the remote awareness of companies, into tapping into global, global talent. Um, how do you think that this is evolving? And like, I don't know, I'm, I'm really interested to understand, like, how is the future? Is, are we going more remote or do you think we're going to go less remote?
1: Uh, we never know what will actually yeah. happen in the future. <laughs> so we at is we believe the future is remote, mm-hmm. but we already have uh, experience of other companies that were actually remote or uh, remote super friendly that went back into the location-based mm-hmm. um, company. Uh, we still believe that remote is the future because it allows you actually to hire people from everywhere in the world without forcing people to move to your country. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, so we still believe actually that remote is the future. Uh We don't know if this will be true, but we think it will be much bigger. uh, Because the internet now allows us things that... Mm -hmm. it didn't uh, a couple of years ago and each day it allows us to do more things Yeah, and it gives us more tools that we can use to brainstorm to meet to create friends in other locations of the world uh, not just work so
0: that's really cool because I actually I'm interested because uh, you guys are here in in this amazing office Yeah, it's a very small office Uh, so Anna is in Porto right now Um, it's very sunny outside it's amazing (laughs) Uh, but you have like Five more people working with you that work in Duist, right? Yeah. Does this go against the values of the company or how does this evolve? Because I'm interested. um, So,
1: at Duist we have a co-working space uh, budget. So, Ah, (laughs) the company will um, actually incentivize people to go and work in a co-working space, especially Mm -hmm. because of the things that we talked before about. Being lonely as mm-hmm. a remote worker, if you go to a co-working space, you will meet people there. It won't be your colleagues from work, but you still see faces and you will make friends. So, um, in Porto, we are a co- there are a couple of us, maybe six or something. So, uh, I don't know, because we, are, we yeah. don't always come to the office. But um, instead of using the co-working perk, we decided to rent an office altogether together mm-hmm. and... We work from the same place. That doesn't mean that uh, we don't do what others that are uh, alone do. Mm-hmm. So we have a big meeting room, but <laughs> we usually don't use it uh, inside the company uh, oh, good. to meetings inside the company. Uh, if we have a meeting, even if it has six people in Porto each of us will be in their own laptop in their own meeting <laughs> room talking with other people uh, unless we are the only ones and this is uh, rarely the case uh, we will be all uh, in front of their computers mm. well, talking um, to a camera seeing a screen because that's something we learned we did that in the past and um, people that were outside they would feel um less heard mm-hmm. and we would turn into each other and we would discuss things yeah. and the other um, person would feel a bit left out. So we learned from this and because we thought we are all here, we don't need all laptops, It's one is enough. But no, that makes a huge difference because people participate more if mm-hmm. they, we are all in the same environment.
0: That's so cool. I'm actually thinking how can I improve my way of working just by this kind of, like this tip that you just gave? Because, yeah, that's true, that happens a lot. It seems like people just talk and then you are yeah. not part of that
1: conversation. Yeah, and you are there uh, in a computer screen, but it's not the same thing as interacting mm-hmm. at the same level as the others that are um, physically present. Mm-hmm. so that's that's something we learn so uh, sometimes all our meeting rooms (laughs) are full with people just talking Mm. to each other and to the person that is next door
0: and like i I see like you guys are in porto and um, you 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 reach like globally for global talent i'm interested to understand like if people are changing in, in the mindset like of looking for a job for example is it easy to find really good designers, for example, or really good developers remotely, as is uh, finding locally, for example, or is it probably easy to find remotely then?
1: Uh, We never had a really big problem finding designers, Mm -hmm. um, or illustrators. Um, um, Maybe we spent like six months uh, before trying to hire uh, because it also um, had some vacations mm. in middle, that's delayed the process yeah. and things like that. But um, sometimes it's hard to hire uh, because you're looking everywhere, but sometimes people don't reach out to you. Um, maybe they don't find you. Maybe they don't even know that they can work remotely because uh-huh. that still happens. Um, we actually have one job opening for Android that it's open for two years now. Oh, my God. Because no one still matched our expectations mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the person that we are looking. But um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's easier. There is no... Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So one of the things I'm, I'm curious as well is, like, um, nowadays it's... It, and I think in the future it's going to be even worse. It seems like what is scarce to find is silence. So it's, like, there's noise everywhere. And um, being able to, to focus. Or, and you mentioned deep work. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious to understand, like, how do you guys um, proactively prompt like this deep, deep work and uh, just being like quiet or uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really yeah. curious. One of
1: the things is like is the um, async communication, mm-hmm. so we don't force. Most of the communication is done this way, so uh, we actually um, try uh, that. No one feels uh, forced to reply Mm. at a certain time. Uh, Of course, we expect people to uh, reply like 24 hours, 48 hours. (laughs) And sometimes this is difficult, but uh, we still expect for people to reply, but not uh, to be disturbed by the others. So I think the asynchronous is a big part of the mindful or the deep work. Then we leave out to people to uh, organize their work days as they prefer. I know that some uh, employees don't work, don't reply to twist in the mornings because that's the, the, the part of the day that they work best. So they leave that part to uh-huh. deep work and they just start replying to threads and they just um, have meetings in the afternoons. Others try to organize all their meetings in the same days, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. that gives them more time for uh, mm-hmm. the other things in the other days.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to understand like um, a little bit more about the process itself, like the nitty gritty.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and there's one page that I'm in love with since I went to do this for the first time, which is the, the when you compare it with Slack. Mm-hmm. I think that page is so incredibly done. And I'm interested to understand how is a day-to-day work to create something like that. Like there's copywriting, the copywriting is beautiful, illustrations just like, you get like very overwhelmed with like the way that you, your brand evolved into Mm -hmm. like this very subtle and very relaxed illustrations. How something like that happens in a remote work that works at your scale? Yeah.
1: So for a landing page, (laughs) um, we would start with an idea of the copy or the message that we are uh, trying to transmit, Mm -hmm. and we would have developed uh, designers and illustrators working together uh, Mm -hmm. on that message, Uh, copy or marketing, uh, they are closely connected. Um, But
0: where does the requirements come from? Is that...
1: Uh, The requirements, it depends. So for a landing page, it would come from marketing or Uh because we are launching a new product or a new feature in the product so that we want to promote or something so that can also come from product. But uh, probably a landing page would come from the marketing team. We need to improve this message because it's Mm -hmm. outdated or uh, something. But um, so the marketing would start with the message. Uh, design and illustration would come in and work on that based on that message. Um, marketing copy would improve the message because after the illustration, the design is done. Sometimes they want to uh, change a little bit yes. something because maybe it makes more sense. Uh, then it would go to implementation and it uh-huh. would be launched.
0: And it's like <laughs> people usually do. Asynchronous communication using, using is, your, your platform?
1: Yes. Uh, so, Twist is the default way of communication. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone for here. For everything. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, so, uh, we use Google Docs for copy revision, for example, because mm-hmm. Google Docs allows us to comment in place and leave suggestions. Uh, we create all the design specs in paper from Dropbox, which mm-hmm. allows in, in place uh, comments, mm-hmm. which is like our brainstorming uh part uh, in the remote setting uh, and we use Marvel for prototypes uh, yeah. and this is all used always so um, we use Zeppelin to mm-hmm. send files to developers we use sketch to uh, design uh-huh. so
0: the reason I mentioned that page is because um, I use slack all the time in every single job I work for or with um, and I'm, I'm really curious to understand like what do people think to, to change the twist? Because I see like you even have an integration to, sh- from, to move from Slack to Twist, for yeah. example. What are the stories that people tell you that to, ch- to make that change?
1: Uh, <laughs> most of them are basically that Twist uh, Slack uh, is too overwhelming or mm-hmm. they can't actually disconnect. So they end up looking for another thing. Uh, of course, some switch back, and we have nothing against. Them. <laughs> we would prefer if they kept using Twist, but yeah. uh, Twist is still a much newer product. So yes, yeah, Slack still has the main amazing uh, interactions mm-hmm. that we still don't have because our team is also, I don't know how many times, but <laughs> many many times smaller than Slack. So uh, we can do everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, most of the feedback is that people actually can have um, conversations, focused conversations, mm-hmm. and they can disconnect.
0: Really curious to use more twists. Actually, you started using an on project. And um, it's really interesting because I'm not expecting to like, get notifications, for example, because I turn them off. Yeah. And you, can, you have like this... Um, Timer feature,
1: yeah. which is like, was oh, like this. It disconnects this everywhere. The, yeah, it disconnects <laughs> the notifications. From, uh-huh. Yeah, we also have the time off because, um, as I mentioned, we really believe in balance uh-huh. across the company. So when people are on vacation, that should be on vacation. So we have a feature, or when they are in maternity leave or uh, uh, parental leave, uh-huh. or when they are sick, we don't want them to need to sign out to stop receiving notifications. So, so they just go in, they say when they are out, and Twist won't send them any notifications for the next two weeks. You can still go in and check. But if you do, probably someone from the team will let you know, hey, you should be on vacations, when I, Why are you replying? Yeah. Because we really believe that uh, imbalance and that
0: um, what, what work you, isn't everything. Yeah. What would you tell to someone that is listening to this? and wants to work remotely. You gave a lot of tips already, no. but what would be like the main things that they should consider in order to switch from an office work to a remote environment?
1: Um, never work in pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, Why is that? Tell us about Because uh, it's important to have a, um, some kind of barrier between oh, okay. um, work and life. Um, so being life. Like disciplined. Yeah. Hmm. So if you have an extra room, the office at home, you're working from home. If you just have a table, make sure that that table is just for work and not for anything else. Mm-hmm. If you don't, uh, make yourself... Um, When you close the laptop, you're done for the day, for example. Mm -hmm. So, um, put limits on yourself or on the way that you are working. Uh, Any kind of limits, whatever helps you, because remote work uh, means also that you don't have a schedule. So, Mm -hmm. this can be amazing because if you need to go to the doctor and it's not anything urgent, you don't need to take a sick leave, you can just work uh, a little bit later or you can work one or two hours in the weekend. Or if you're just not feeling productive, you can disconnect and compensate in another day. Uh So this is really good. But it also means that you don't have uh, time where you leave the office and you leave work behind you. So you can actually be working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because you don't have any kind of disconnection. Mm -hmm. So enforcing your own limits, it's a good way of working remotely. Mm -hmm. For instance... uh, I, came to the, I come to the office most of the times. It's also just a 10-minute walk from my house. So <laughs> but because I hate commutes. Uh, but when I don't come to the office, I go for breakfast outside the house. Hmm. And then I go back to work. Oh, and that's... this is my commute. This is hmm. my, I'm going to work now. Because I feel it's really important for me to... And I have an office and everything, but... For me, it's still at home. It's still important to have the... I'm going to work and then I'm going home. Mm -hmm. So, in the end of the day, you can try to schedule mm -hmm. something with friends or doing it in your lunchtime. Just trying to still be... uh...
0: Very disciplined.
1: Yeah, (laughs) discipline and also still keep the connection with other people. Not being alone all the time, mm-hmm. because that can be difficult. Be social.
0: It's really interesting, because I started working remotely uh, four months ago. And one of the things I actually struggle the most is, um, so I get this feeling that you need to constantly be online, and you need to be constantly, like, reachable. And if you're not reachable, you feel like you're not working, so you have, like, this it feels like you are not giving the impression that you're working as much as everyone is doing in the office.
1: Because you have an online indicator yeah. <laughs> saying that you are online or not. <laughs> That's a
0: very good point. <laughs> but it seems like that affects me in, in terms of mental healthness. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering if you guys have any kind of plan or um, rules in terms of communication to, like, to improve the mental healthness when you need.
1: Uh, we have a mental health... Um... Uh, channel on twist uh, where we discuss some things um, we usually in the retreat we always have this kind of discussions as well because um, some people feel alone some feel some people feel depressed mm-hmm. this is life it's not because you work remotely only it's it's, it's what life. happens everywhere okay. and we prefer to talk about it openly in the company than just pretending it doesn't exist no. and everyone is always perfect and smiling and uh, people have problems, of course. Uh, so this can be a challenge. Uh, we try to just talk about it and help people move
0: forward. And was that there since the beginning? Or uh, did you guys, how did you guys find this? I uh,
1: actually wrote a blog post about the dark side of remote working okay. some time ago. And... Uh, Amir is the founder and he suffered a lot when he was in uh, Taipei before Duist actually becoming Mm -hmm. a company and uh, he talks about this in the blog post and I think that's also something he was always very careful about and why balance is one of the things that we look for in every employee because yeah he struggled with that so it makes sense that Mm he always has an eye on that and some people in the company already did struggle with that mm-hmm. as well, or have families or friends that did. So, yeah. I
0: I'm just have two, two last questions. No problem. <laughs> one is um, what's the best thing and worst thing about working at Duist? Not or challenging thing, let's call it like that. And uh, the last question is one that I ask everyone what is it like to be Anna nowadays? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, uh, what is it like to be Anna? Okay. So, the first one uh, the best thing uh, is that actually. Uh, we try to trust people Mm -hmm. and we try that everyone in the company has a voice from the founder to the last person that joined the company. Um, So everyone should complain, everyone should say what they think could be improved Mm -hmm. and we will always listen. Of course, not always, we can do everything or most of the time we can't, but uh, everyone has a voice and I think this is really important for us because everyone has an impact on the things that we are building and on the company that we are also building. Um, The most challenging thing, uh, maybe it's, I don't feel alone most of the times, but I'm in a office (laughs) uh, with some of my coworkers. So um, I know that some people actually feel alone, uh, which can be a challenge and not just from doist, but from all kinds of remote work. I think the biggest challenging is maybe wait for feedback because we are not used to do that. <laughs> and even I, that already work here six years, seven years, uh, we, I still uh, sometimes miss feedback, and I know mm-hmm. that others too. And sometimes we also have lots of communication, and we are working on lots of projects, so sometimes the feedback arrives even later, because we are working on something else. So I think those, that is one of the biggest things. What it's like to be on <laughs> on day-to-day. So... Um,
0: not only today, just being Anna. Yeah, yeah,
1: like <laughs> being Anna. So um, I try to spend as much po- time as possible with family and friends, mm-hmm. enjoying the life outside work. I really enjoy my work and I really believe that in the company that we are trying to build and in the products we are building, trying to be as mindful as possible. I think nowadays most of the products that our developer are trying to catch users' attention Mm -hmm. all the time, Um, and they just want users in front of their computer their phones as long as possible, always like, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, and we try exactly the opposite. We try to build tools that actually empower people and help people live their lives outside work, and I think this is really important for me. Mm -hmm. So... I love my job, I try to spend time with friends. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a lot uh, lately. Because, what are you reading? Uh, right now I'm <laughs> reading um, A Brief History of Time from Stephen Uh I will re- re- reread it sometime in the future because <laughs> there are lots of concepts <laughs> and things that are still too advanced mm-hmm. for me, but, yeah, but I'm really enjoying it. So I'm reading a lot. Uh, I usually have my breakfast, uh, trying to put on some pages <laughs> on my reading list. So, yeah, I think that's mostly it. I try to... What would you sports. recommend me to
0: read? Uh, or anyone else that is
1: listening? I also read recently the... How did it go? <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> yeah,
0: I forget all the titles as well. <laughs> it's really recent, so I shouldn't have
1: forgotten. But I will get that. Take your time. Um,
0: I'm super curious because I read a lot as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So what are you reading?
0: I'm reading... That's a weird question. No, I'm reading 20, <laughs> 21 lessons for the 21st century. Yeah, I, re-
1: I read that in the beginning of the year. Uh, Ruined by Design by Mike Montano. Oh, okay. Uh, I think if you're interested in design or product design and about all these things about um, mindfulness mm. and not uh, building bad products or uh, dark mm-hmm. uh, patterns in products, I think it's a really nice thread. If you're um, interested in uh, accessibility and things like mm-hmm. that, I would also recommend Mismatch, mm-hmm. our inclusion shapes design from cool. Cat Cool. which is a nice thread. And if you're interested in uh, becoming a manager or something like that. You can read The Making of a Manager from Zuli, Zuli Zoo from Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's also a nice read. Those are the last three that have read. Okay, the just ones. because
0: it's very sunny outside, I'm thinking, what's the best thing about being in Porto? Uh,
1: friends, family. Uh, I think that's what keeps me here. <laughs> uh, Sunny outside is much better than it when it's rain outside, Uh like yesterday. (laughs) So yeah, Uh, last week it was actually amazing. So Uh yeah, I think family, friends and the weather when it's nice. When it's not nice, it's not so good. (laughs) Great,
0: I'm I'm so grateful that you had the time to do this and uh, thank you very much. It was
1: a pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.